When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbib DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha. We're going to talk about the Brazilian butt lift and our obsession with plastic surgery. Joining us, Dr. Michelle is going to talk about literally what this procedure is and why it's so dangerous and what could go wrong. And Dr. Alduan Tart talks about the psychology of why so many women are rushing to get plastic surgery. We're talking to Dr. Michelle and Dr. Tart on Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, love. And Lonnie, I know you've had some stuff on your mind. We're going to dedicate the whole show to it. So um, go ahead. May 31st. Um, my girl and friend Jackie O, who was a cast member of uh, Wild and Out, and also the longtime partner of DC Young Fly, passed away. Now, the cause of her death has not been released, but a since deleted social media post claimed that she was in Miami to undergo a mommy makeover. And so, um, immediately when this happened, she was the mother of three, beautiful, 33 years old. I called up Angie and said, Angie, we have to do something because um, our sisters and, and, and other women are getting these BBLs and cosmetic surgeries and they're doing it and they don't understand the dangers of it. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about Jackie O because um, if you haven't watched Wild and Out, very sweet soul, very kind. Um, and um, her family did release a statement thanking everyone for their well wishes. It was just a shock throughout the whole community of comedy, community of of actors um, and in our community, because it was just a shock. Um, allegedly, what I heard the reports was that she was at a hotel um, and I believe she was recovering and she was found unresponsive. What we want to do is to get some experts on the line because we want to talk about the, the dangers of cosmetic surgery, especially the BBLs. A lot of you are out there doing them. You're going to different countries, you're doing all kinds of stuff, which, you know, hey, I've always been a person, Angelique, when it comes to cosmetic surgery, you know, if you want to do it, do it. All I'm asking is that you do it safely because there are ways to do it and there's ways to, you know, do it cheaply, but it's not necessarily safe. And I have friends that have gone to Mexico. I have friends that have gone to the Dominican Republic. And I just, that frightens me. I mean, do you remember when um, Usher's wife at the time, Tamika, went, mm -hmm. was it Dominican Republic? Mm -hmm. and that went very badly for her. And she had money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, God rest her soul, Donda West, you know. Um, Kanye's mother. Kanye's mother. Mm -hmm. passing away from, you know, plastic surgery, you know, the rumors at the time or the news 
after she died was that, you know, she wasn't a good candidate because she had high blood pressure and Mm -hmm. she went doctor shopping and found somebody to clear her so she could get the plastic surgery, found a doctor that would give it to her. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that when you look at who our role models are on social media, when we look at who our role models are on reality TV. These are people, these are women who you know are getting tons of plastic surgery. You look at their pictures from three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you look at their faces now, and some of them aren't even recognizable because they've gotten so much work done. And we sit at home, a lot of us or some of us, Mm -hmm. and we want that look. We mm-hmm. want a better nose. We want a bigger butt. We want a 23 inch waist, which, you know, that's Barbie doll status. Nobody has a waist that small. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the figures today and it's like, wow, there's no way that this wasn't enhanced by, if not plastic surgery, then some other sort of, you know, waist binding or other techniques that are being used right now. And we just want people to be safe with what they do and know who's doing it. Well, and also be realistic, like what you're saying. You have to be realistic. When you see the Kardashians, they got the money. They get tune ups, you know, reportedly every month. They got the money. I mean, as a matter of fact, if you look at Kim, Kim Butt was big. Now she didn't went to the skinny, you know, it's like it's all. But that takes money. But it also it takes money because it's a, a professional trained, thoroughly trained, highly trained person. You know, this. Oh, it only costs three thousand to get your boobs done. And I can go to Costa Rica to do it. That's to me. That's not safe. There are a lot of things that you can do. You can do squats. You can you can diet. You can, you know. And your your body is going to age. Understand that. Everybody out there, your body changes, especially after you have children. But those are your babies. That's what that that the life that you gave is there. That doesn't mean that your body is no longer good. So we got to change this philosophy of, okay, I got to snap back real quick. You know, that's that's a whole social media thing. I got to snap back real quick. Celebrities, because we see the supermodels, we see the singers, the actresses, they have a baby. And then six weeks later, they look like nothing even happened. And that's not normal. That's not regular people. It's not normal. No, we're being influenced. And not only just that, it's like with the rap videos and, you know, and you want attention and, you know, all of that. It's like being unique is what to me gives you attention being unique and being yourself and being an individual. But if you're going to do the things, save up the money so that it can be done correctly because you don't want to end up the way this young lady, I mean, she's left three children, you know, she's left a devastated family and it didn't have to happen this way. It really, really didn't have to happen this way. Um, 
so far, I, there are no reports about the doctor being charged or anything. Um, and this is what I'm saying. It's like the, the girl has passed and, you know, the doctor hasn't made a statement. He He's like deleted her because th- there was a picture. I saw an actual picture, Angie, of the her and the doctor when she was saying, I'm going in for my mommy makeover and she's wow. smiling. And then this man turns right around and, you know, he goes on private deletes the picture, hasn't made a statement, you know, all. And I I understand it's probably because of, you know, um, malpractice and lawsuits and stuff. But at some point, take some accountability at some point. You know, I hope that, you know, he, you know, does something to make it safer because I'm trying to, you know, there's so many questions that are not answered in this case. Like, when did she do it? When 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 did this actually happen? When did she have the operation? Was she by herself in a hotel room, not a recovery room? It's a lot of questions. So, you know, it's just be safe. And that's what we're here for, you know, at Cafe Mocha is to talk about these things. And and and, and we're going to have some experts come on to talk about, you know, the, the, the pitfalls and, and what to look out for. So this is going to be dedicated to Jackie O. We love you, Jackie. You are beautiful. You will always be remembered. And this is Cafe Mocha. Make sure it's Cafe Mocha. We've been talking about the dangers of the Brazilian butt lift and joining us now are people who can add more information to this, more than just what we've seen and read on social media. Dr. Michelle Reed, the Fit Doc of the Fit Doc Podcast and of MS Family Medicine. Hi, Dr. Michelle. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Thank you so much for this wonderful talk we're getting ready to discuss. Definitely. And, and Dr. Aldwan Tart, drtart.com. He's a faith-based psychologist out of Atlanta. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. Glad I could be here. This is an important topic a lot of people are dealing with right now. Okay. Now, so Dr. Uh, Michelle, very quickly, tell us what a Brazilian butt lift is and what it entails. Okay. So we're going to start right back at the basics because everything has mnemonics. So people go around calling it BBL, but it's really called the buttock augmentation with fat grafting. So this is something where you take fat from another part of your body, whether it's your inner thighs, your lower back, um, your outer thighs, and that fat is then deposited into the upper aspect of your buttock. And people do that because maybe they want a larger size buttock or maybe they don't like the shape of their buttock. And those are the things that people do if they are fully matured, no longer developing, you should be at least 18 years or older and before you start thinking about this. And as always, as a primary care doctor, please always check with your primary doctor before you even consider doing any type of surgery. Now, when you say take it out of, let's say my fat stomach um, and put it into something else, is it liposuction? Do they suck it out through lipo? Yes. So what they'll do is, as always, this is surgery and this is very serious. And that's why I said always consult with your doctor because people think that, oh, it's just a little something. You know, they're just sucking it out. 
Yes, it is called liposuction, but the fat that they're removing either from your abdomen, but more times they use either your hip or your inner or outer thighs, gets sucked out. But more than likely, depending on the amount of fat that they're needing to take for each size, which could be up to like two and a quarter cups of fat, mm-hmm. it's going to get injected into your buttocks. So everything needs to be sterile. More times than not, it's done under general anesthesia so that way you are completely asleep. One of the things that I am starting to notice is we're starting to see a lot of people that are using marijuana. And my anesthesiology friends are telling me that whenever you use anesthesia, anesthesia, they are now having to increase the amount that they have to give people up to like three to four or five times the amount of normal because they have been using marijuana. And that has affected their pain receptors. Wow. Dr. Tart, I wonder, you know, we're this isn't the first death that we've heard of. I mean, in recent years, um, Kanye West mom, unfortunately, died while having plastic surgery. Why is it, Dr. Tart, that we see these deaths happening? But is it this thought process that it won't happen to me? So they do. Well, well, I mean, Dr. Reed can speak to this better than I can. But I think a lot of times when this happens, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure people have the proper money to get the best procedure done. So we're talking about the psychology of this. It's something that they want. But instead of saving up to get the best doc, the best recovery, um, there there are times in which people will uh, go to unauthorized doctors or they won't get the aftercare that's necessary. I know with different procedures and, and mommy makeovers, right. uh, a lot of times they require you to, to be watched by medical staff X amount of hours after the procedure. And that's something Dr. Reed could speak to. But I think the other piece of this is our society is now more superficial than ever. I mean, yeah. we're talking about you money um, mm-hmm. as an influencer, how you look matters. We have this psychology of comparison when mm-hmm. we're looking at social media. There was a study that, that's done that the more you look at social media and TV, the more you dislike your own life because yeah. you're comparing yourself to someone that you should not be comparing yourself to. So you actually feel more negative about your body, about your life, about your finances, simply by looking at people who have more. Definitely. So, Dr. Uh, Michelle, let's let's go back because Dr. Tart gave something that was like awesome. What type of doctor? Like, I know people that go to strip malls to get stuff done. Ooh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, like literally, mm-hmm. what is the best and safest way to have these type of procedures? And what's the unsafe way, in your opinion? So the safest way is to always check with your primary care doctor One, to see if that's even, if you're a candidate for it. Because let's face it, a lot of people are walking around there with undiagnosed diabetes, uncontrolled hypertension. Mm. That's a risk factor for having a surgery to be done. They won't give you the surgery if your blood pressure is high, right? Well, okay, let's take it back. Okay. Because the next thing that I was going to say is you should go to a board certified plastic surgeon that your doctor has referred you to. So if you live in New York, 
I would not recommend that you go down to Florida to get it done because your best friend's brother, sister went there and had it done there. You should go wherever you live to have it done because God forbid, if you jump on that plane and you come back to your home state and you start having any type of prolonged bleeding, infection, a doctor who has not treated you in your home state is not going to take care of you unless you go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. So that's for safety purposes. On top of that, infection is something that can happen if you just go to the strip mall because you heard that that person over there can do it and it doesn't cost as much money as if you went someplace else. Because just like Dr. Tart says, money can impact your decision. So you want to make sure it's something that, yes, you can afford because I'm also seeing mothers and daughters coming in together because my mom's going to do it. I want to do it too. Mm. And that goes back to what Dr. Tart just talked about, social media. Everybody wants to look a certain way. So now we have the daughter who's looking at the mother and she wants to be just like her mother and look like her mother. And that's starting down the whole psychological trip because you're not happy with how you look. You said, um, you said something there. Everybody wants to look however they want to look. But in my mind, everyone wants to look the same way. There's an exact, <laughs> an exact shape. You know how the, the Commodore's 36, 24, 36, whatever uh -huh. it is, like that is what everybody is doing right now. Psychologically, yes. Dr. Tart, um, are we at a dangerous point yet in your mind where there's too much of this plastic surgery and people are wanting to look too much alike. I mean, you know, back in our day, you got a little nose job, you got a little booby, you know, boobs done, a little boob lift, a little lipo, <laughs> and that was it. Now, you know. Doing all of that. See, I ain't doing all that. I'm just Dr. saying. Tart, what is going on in this country with these women, especially <laughs> Black women, that we doing this to ourselves? We got fierce I mean, bodies, traditionally. Do And men like all types, women like all types. But, but here's, here's the, the social media piece. This is not my opinion. We know that social media is bad for teen girls' self-esteem, right, just for the comparison. We know it's bad. Like, you're better off not being on social media if you want to uh, feel good about your body as a teenager. But here's what we also know, because you mentioned mothers and daughters, fathers and daughters. When there is a, a, a family history of criticism of the body, at a young age, mm. uh, you're too fat, uh, you, you big bone, uh, you, you need to put some meat on your bones, you need mm -hmm. to eat. When there's a constant attack of someone's body type, it can lead to something called body dysmorphic disorder or just, or just self-criticism just, just, uh, self about how you look if we make it easy to where no matter what you look in the mirror, you always find a flaw. And where a lot of people are surprised is that they'll look at the most beautiful men, the most beautiful women, and they're like, they're crazy for wanting to get augmentation. I wanting to get uh, a BBL. I wanting to get a mommy makeup. They look great. But to them, they don't. They don't. And if we're talking about Hollywood, you all know this because you all are in it. The standard for how you look and, and, and uh, how you're supposed to show up, especially if you are a uh, representing beauty in any shape, form, or fashion, the pressure is at a fever's pitch to where it, it actually induces more self-criticism because 
of how mean people are on social media and unforgiving of what are perceived as flaws. So absolutely social media has a piece to do with it, but also family history, anxiety, depression, being underneath this, like what's causing you not to like yourself? Your body's just something that you're changing. We see it with people who change their body with tattoos. It could be people who change so many different things. If you're unhappy with yourself, Mm -hmm. you need to seek care and help because that self-criticism is going to hurt you in a multiple ways. And this is just one. Now I know, I know people who started with one surgery and are now on their 10th. At what point did you, do you decide that there's a problem here? And that's an issue that as a doctor and as a primary care doctor, you always have to get clearance from your primary care doctor if you are going to a good surgeon who is caring about your body and your health, not just the amount of money that they're going to get from you. But a and lot of if, people don't have primary doctors. That's what I think is the, you know, the issue. Is well, what the, happens is you have to get medical clearance in order to have the surgery done. And yeah. I mean, I've had patients that have flown out of the country, come back into the office, staples infected, needing sutures to be removed. Sometimes they're embedded into the skin where I can't remove it. And those are cases where I end up sending to the hospital because I can't send them to the local plastic surgeon because they're not going to touch somebody else's work. They're not trying to risk their liability or the risk of infection. We also know that the risk of embolization because that fat can go into your blood vessels Go into your heart, go into your lung, and you can die. Oh, my goodness. So these are things that people don't always think about. Mm -hmm. But if you do not, and, and, and Lonnie, if people don't have a primary care doctor, I encourage them to go see a primary care doctor. Because if somebody starts to do a surgery on you and you have not been properly cleared, Mm -hmm. that's on you. Okay. It's also on the doctor, but that's on you. And especially if you're traveling out of the country to do it. I've had patients that traveled overseas and couldn't come back because guess what? They became anemic. I didn't clear them for the surgery, but they bled out too much. And they wanted to go someplace that wanted to take care of them. Wow. And they put their life at risk. And it's not healthy. It's not worth it. No. Yeah. When, another perspective is when, when you have like gastric bypass surgery, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Dr. Michelle will tell you a lot of times a psychologist will have to assess for the insurance to even clear it is if you if you psychologically are a good candidate. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. same thing it comes to like plastic surgery. Insurance companies are like, well, you and a lot of times the insurance companies don't pay for it. Right. Because if you're doing this out of anxiety. If you're doing this because you have a body dysmorphic disorder, we know you're going to have 10 surgeries, right? You're never, you're not going to be any happier after you get the sleeve. You know, you're not going to be any happier after you've changed your body. You're going you're to find something else. And so what we're talking about is really a mental health issue that needs to be screened before the primary care physicians can do the medical screen. And so what's happening mm-hmm. is people are going around that. They're, mm-hmm. they're imping. I know most recently the recovery uh, of one particular person was, was done on her own in another state. Like that is mm-hmm. a no, no. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so more education needs to happen and it does cost a lot of money. And I think this is where it's an economic and an educational issue to fully recover. You need to go to the best board certified doctors, 
be able to pay for it out of pocket if, 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 if it's not insured, be able to go through all the procedures, be patient, and also have adequate recovery. Because if anything could go wrong, like Dr. Michelle, what if you're on blood thinners? What if, you know, all this other medical stuff that could go wrong, all right, you need mm-hmm. someone who is uh, a doctor or a nurse or whomever the correct medical personnel to, to be there. So we have to stop. Uh, if, we, if, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do it the right way. And we, there mm-hmm. needs to be a whole education about going out of the country, the strip malls, uh, doing it. Uh, someone you know because it costs $5,000 less your life is not worth it it's not and you know what thank you we needed we just needed to hear that Dr. Tart Dr. (laughs) Michelle thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules this was something so important that I wanted to talk about and uh, definitely we will keep talking about this because we don't need to lose any more people from these you know illegal surgeries so thank you both so much you are no, anyone so with much. For, for grief and loss, I have a free course on my website. They just go to drtart.com and go to courses. I have a free course on how to recover from grief and loss. Thank you, Dr. Tart. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Time to talk a little politics with Ebony McMorris, White House correspondent for American Urban Radio Networks. Welcome to Cafe Mocha for the first time, Ebony. Welcome to the show. I know. Thank you so much for having me on. It is honestly a pleasure to be with some 
amazing queens. I often say it a lot. There is something that happens when a woman walks in a room, but especially a black Hello. woman. Hello. And you all are just amazing. So let me just give you like a, a virtual hug. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Hugs back. Well, Ebony, before yeah. we start talking about the debt ceiling, uh, are they trying to kill President Biden? Because they didn't move that sandbag <laughs> out the way. <laughs> the man tripped (laughs) i felt so bad what made it worse was like him trying to get up and Mm -hmm. i felt like his people should have just covered him from the front immediately all of us have tripped before let me tell you something once you reach 40 that's not an easy way up okay okay (laughs) it's like double that so i'm like if y'all don't leave him alone they did they put that there they did. They did. Yeah, but he got right. up. He got like Jesus. He got up. Yeah, he knows. He's like, he he a little slow, but he he definitely. He had to rock a little bit. Exactly. He first. Now, yeah, you know, last. He, oh, he exactly. Now, last month we heard about the debt ceiling and the country was in the danger of defaulting on our loans. If the Democrats and Republicans didn't come together, they did. Um, what does this mean for our community? And so, you know, you being our White House correspondent, journalist, Ebony, you know, can you tell us what does that mean? What we get out of this? Yeah. And so so by answering what we got of it, got out of it, let me just tell you what could have happened if they had not done that. Right. So we talk about when we what we got out of it. I want to talk about, first of all, how much in our community, when you look at Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and what that means for Black families, this was important. It would have done a lot of harm because Medicare services would would have been greatly impacted. 43% of Black Americans have serious health care needs, long-term problems. And this is in comparison with 26% of white Americans. And so if this would not have gone through, they would have been greatly impacted in getting the services that they needed because many government funding would have gone down. We would have seen a lot of the SNAP programs and benefits gone from our communities. And I want to even talk about for African-American women, right? When we talk about the huge gap in wages across every industry because of systematic racism. We know that there are issues in the labor market and black women in particular are at the bottom of the totem pole. So think about what would happen to that social security check. We are relying on some of those safety nets. Think about what have happened with our black veterans if they would not have been able to receive the services. Many of us have been caretakers of our family members who rely on this assistance. And this isn't hand, handouts. These are programs that they have worked for, that they have paid into, that they would have not uh, been able to access. These are people who have served, right, who have been on the front line. Look what happened during COVID. Many people who died, that was mostly Black folks that was having to come in as necessary, um, right. necessary work. Well, right? essential, so, essential workers. That's what they call workers. us. Yeah. So if I'm so essential. <laughs> Pay me. Give what's me my benefits. Pro- what's yeah. the problem? What Republicans, why are you trying to cut all these programs, but then you don't want to do the same thing for the wealthy? Oh, right. It's a serious problem that this country has to deal with. And so now that 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 um, that program, ha- I'm sorry, that, that that debt limit agreement has been made, it was signed just two days to spare 
right? Mm-hmm. Two days to spare. Why do we keep walking up to the line? Yeah, uh, that's man, what I want to know. Republicans didn't want that smoke. Let me tell you something. All hell would have broke loose, even across global markets. So it wouldn't have just been us. It would have been everybody. Let me tell you something. And white workers, the suburban workers would have been coming to their local offices ready to tear stuff up again if they didn't get them checks. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and on the line, White House correspondent Ebony McMorris. One of the things that I know people are concerned about and were concerned about our SNAP benefits, our food stamps protected, and and what's changed with those? So Congress did make some big moves when it comes to SNAP benefits. There are some revisions, and hunger advocates and lawmakers are still trying to figure out what those impacts will be. And some more caught off guard because in the new agreement, there are going to be new work requirements for food stamp recipients ages 50 to 54. Now, Democrats wanted different outcomes while Republicans really pushed to further reduce this SNAP program. We've been seeing that for a long time. And as far as the compromise, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Some will have work requirements. Some will have exemptions for specific vulnerable groups, um, homeless individuals, veterans of all ages, and young adults ages 18 to 24 who've aged out of foster care. They will be spared from work requirements. But all these changes are slated to expire in 2030. So that, again, leaves unanswered questions about the long-term future of SNAP benefits. And let me just end with this. There was an August 2022 study from the Urban Institute that said SNAP benefits keep 4.2 million people out of poverty since the fourth quarter of 2021, with the largest poverty reduction from the program for Black and Hispanic people. SNAP reduces poverty by 10% and child poverty by 14%. But I wonder why is this happening? Why are we hearing this debt ceiling word that we really hadn't heard? It feels like it's a new phenomenon. You know, 10 years ago, we weren't talking about this thing and fighting about it, were we? Well, we we, we were, but, it, but and so, so let me just tell you this, while they were negotiating, that was, that was one of the questions that was posed to President Biden. Why did he seem like he just, keeping such a cool head and he said we've we've been here before Mm -hmm. right and each time uh the 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 issue was republicans we didn't have this back and forth about how much to cut republicans agreed to raise the debt ceiling but there wasn't this cut of cutting every single thing in the world the difference is now that you've got this whole say what you want about republicans you've got this whole wing of maga republicans that have kevin mccarthy by the cojones Mm-hmm. Yep. You see how long it took him to get in office, right? Language, yeah. language. I'm so, oh, sorry. He, <laughs> that's right. They got him. They got him. They holding him. Um, and so he's having to do this dance. It took him like 15 times. So he's having to appease uh, these MAGA Republicans, and then he's having to cons- to appease regular conservative Reagan Republicans, um, and at the same time put on this big PR run like I've got this. And so we haven't seen that much of a fight or split within the party. That's why there was such a nervousness about it, because we've seen how hard MAGA Republicans have gone against everything, especially those things uh, that uh, confront issues that we've been fighting, systematic racism and issues, injustice issues in the black community. So it seems like everything we want is on the chopping block with this group. Yeah, definitely. Here's your dose of espresso. 
Strong, hot news now. This is The Espresso. I'm Angelique. This month on Cafe Mocha, Angie Stone has a new album. We did a step record, and I have about 600 steppers in Chicago that are going to back me up this month. Plus, Ray J, Sammy, Bobby V, and Pleasure P have formed a new group called RSVP. When we get together, it's just like the vibes, the funness, because we've all had, you know, nice careers and we've all lived. And, you know, it's so cool to be amongst guys that's like your brothers. Ray J's new group, RSVP, performs in Mapleton, Georgia, June 24th. Plus this month, Kirk and Tammy Franklin with love advice. Really do the deep work to ask the deep questions and have the level of transparency that's needed is because marriage is going to bring bumps. Nothing is going to make you fail proof, you know. Mm-hmm. But but at least when the bumps come, you have the shocks to kind of absorb the hit. That's all coming up this month on Cafe Mocha. That's the espresso. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Ebony McMorris. White House correspondent, American Urban Radio Networks. You know, um, I want to talk about the fact that you are one of the few Black females that, you know, is is a White House correspondent. And what is your life like? And also, we have the first Black secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. How is she doing, in your opinion? And how is it being in that pool of reporters? I'm going to answer that by just first quoting someone who I admire, and that is Alice, um, Allison Dunnigan. She was the first African-American woman to receive White House credentials. Mm-hmm. She said that the role of the Black press is that of objectively reporting the news as it happens, but it has another function equally as important, and that is a fighting oppression. Mm-hmm. And so as a Black woman being in that room, I not just I don't just come in there to talk about uh, everyday American issues, but you know, when we talk about us, even when it's unemployment, oh, unemployment numbers are great. Okay, what about Black America? Okay, <laughs> this has been passed. Okay, what about Black America? Right. So it, it is something that I am wedded to because I come out of this experience. I do not sit in there and not be attached to the issues. When we talked about immigration, I literally had tears rolling down my eyes in that room when we saw how those Haitian immigrants were treated by Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is personal for me. And and I often wonder uh, with, with Corinne Jean-Pierre, when she is standing there and she has so much pressure, let me tell you, she didn't caught hell from left right, Mm -hmm. north, south, everywhere. That is not an easy role to play. At At all. all. At all. At all. And we saw that in the beginning. You know, when you first come in there, people just don't give up. And I will tell you this, some of the questions that we ask are the same questions over and over and over again. And I know I I, I see her sometimes rise, look so irritated. But she has always highlighted the accomplishments of the administration when it comes to our community. It's a hard role. Technically, she's just a functionary of that position, mm-hmm. right? There's not but so much uh, that she can do but report back to what, uh, on what the president and what administrators um, have been saying to her and how to delegate. But I applaud anybody who can stand there and not break sometimes. I know. It's crazy. We saw what happened during the Trump administration. Oh, my. That was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's always this one reporter. Uh, it's a brother, too. There's always talking about she don't answer my questions. It's like, oh, okay, so, 
<laughs> so that's Simon. So I actually know Simon. I know him very well. Here's the issue. And I talked to him. I was like, Simon, you got, you got to pipe down a little bit. So someone said he wouldn't do it to a white person. Let me tell y'all. He she shows out. He doesn't care who it is. He really does. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue I do have with that room that many of us have is once you get past like the third row, Mm-hmm. It gets very tough. And so we've had conversations within the WHDA about reporters having decorum and being respectful so that she can get around the room and ask other questions. So I will side with him on that. It can be a very frustrating experience, but you know what dungeon you in. Cafe Mocha on the line, Ebony McMorris, White House correspondent. Ebony, what's going on with this whole debt, um, debt forgiveness, the student yeah. loan forgiveness? I need some student loans forgiven. I went to grad school. <laughs> I was counting on that $10,000. Ebony, what happened? You. <laughs> Us. I feel like I need to take a personal moment on these, on these bills. So right now, um, everything concerning that is, um, the, it's the, the, the ten to $20,000 that's being weighed Um, when it comes to the Supreme Court, because Republicans, we heard all the arguments, felt like um, that it was going to, one article put it, latte sipping um, graduates, and why should we all have to pay for that? But when we talk about the debt that that, um, African Americans have accumulated from um, college debt, and how much they make when they get out, if they even are able to get out in their field, that number is astonishing how much debt the Black community has um, accumulated. And many feel that if that debt has been eliminated, it can actually help to um, decrease the wealth gap in this country. But of course, there was a huge pushback from Republicans, states and governors hammering down on it. It has to go to um, the Supreme Court and it's being held up. But what you still do have, and I don't, and I want people to remember this, um, is PSLF, I hope I'm not saying that wrong, Public Service Loan Forgiveness. So there's still money that has, that is available. Um, for students. And I always tell people, go to the the Department of Education website, because there are a lot of different programs that people don't know about um, that have been corrected. You know, a lot of times we were applying for forgiveness and all types of things and weren't able to get it. The number of people who was qualifying for this money was was so low. It was less than, I believe, like 2%. It was, it was ridiculous. So the uh, education department restructured many of these programs so that people could have access to them. So I always tell people, I do a podcast called Business for the Culture, and I speak with the loan doctor many times, to go to that website, see what you qualify for while we're still figuring out what's going to happen, and 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 still apply. Because we're expecting uh, payments to resume, I believe, in August of this year. I'll just end by saying this. I heard a quote from a tech genius called Mo Gawad, and he said something that just kind of struck my spirit. And he said, America has an intelligence problem. (laughs) While we're intelligent beings, we also suffer from limited intelligence. And it made me think of this country and how we operate because this country has had uh, the intelligence to shape a political system of supposed checks and balances uh, built to protect democracy and freedom, but our limited intelligence uh, seems to cloud the moral compass of many of our politicians. 
who are leading with ambition and partisan politics. And that is why we keep having these conversations, Angelique and Lonnie, about loan forgiveness. King said it best. He said, our scientific power has outrun our spiritual power. We have guided missiles and misguided men. Mm. Ebony McMorris. How can we keep up with you, um, Ebony? How can we follow you? So I am all over um, social media at Ebony McMorris, at Ebony McMorris. And you can always DM me and I actually do respond. All right. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you, Ebony. Absolutely. Thank you. The most important thing we learned this show is go to a doctor that is board certified. But before you go to that doctor, check with your doctor and actually get a referral. As Lonnie said, don't go to the strip mall doctor. Go to the doctor that your doctor recommends. To hear the full conversation on BBLs, a Brazilian butt lift, and the trouble with plastic surgery, please go to the podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or go to mochapodcastnetwork.com. That's mochapodcastnetwork.com. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.